Well, lucky for me, <laughs> pressing the button, it's the Thursday show. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Here we go. They get some lights on there. Very nice. Bring it in here, Mrs. Ryan. What's happened? Oh, I got a new shirt. Look at me. I got a new shirt. Ooh, it's 73RS great. from the new Hunziker line. Awesome. Uh, go buy shophunziker.com, everybody. A little commercial before we start. And look at my shoes. They're there, oh, there they are, too. The 111 shoes. Hunts are great. Uh, hi, Mrs. Ryan. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Today is Thursday, August 8th, 2019. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan. We are the Ryans, and this is It's Night Show in the old late night playset. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen you all in a couple days, and uh, I guess it's been a week, actually, because it was our Thursday show last week. Uh, Mrs. Ryan and I have been taking some meetings. We've been having some meetings. We've been trying to figure out some things, and we've been discussing our future, the future of the show, I should say. <laughs> I always do that. It, always, it only sounds weird to you, but, man, when you do that face, I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> um, anyway, so lots of stuff going on. Some of that stuff we'll cover today, and some stuff you are going to be discovering in the future or finding out about in the future. Um, how are you doing today, first off? Welcome back. Uh, welcome back to you Lovely, also. lovely. Really um, lovely. What? I say you look lovely. Oh, thank Re- you. And then I said really lovely. Thank you. Um, my legs are super jelloey, but everything yeah. else, is, I can, if I slow down really slow, I can hold most of it together. Good. You're doing a good job with your, I think the strength maybe. I don't know. Whatever you feel is weakness, somehow you're looking more strong. It's I'm, a conundrum. Thank you. I'm rebuilding. Yeah. It's awesome. Good. You look like you're working on your core. You look like your core, is, I should say, you look like you have been working on your core, as in you stand differently. Better. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's awesome to hear. Thanks. <laughs> you're well, that's why I said it. Uh, all right. So some things to talk about. So let's see. Where have we been? The, well, the weekend. Let's talk about the weekend first, Mrs. Ryan. What did we do last weekend? It's almost time for this weekend, for goodness sake. That's crazy. Um I'm going to stick with Breakfast Club Mm because that's the last I remember. I know there's so much more. No, that was good. Breakfast Club was great. Breakfast Club is so much fun. A lot of people there. Actually, we're going to talk about Breakfast Club because we met today's guest at Breakfast Club. Right. So we're going to talk about that when he gets in here. But we had a great time and a bunch of people came. Uh, After that, uh, let's see. What else happened last weekend? Saturday. Boy, there was something big. Oh, the PC. Oh, my gosh. So Thursday, Sorry. who was here was G.I. Jen. That was the, one of the funniest episodes we've ever had <laughs> because of the – we're calling it an outtake, except this show never stops tape. So that, there's no such thing as an outtake. You always see it. Um, but it certainly would w- will make its way to a gag reel if there ever is one. At some point, Jennifer Nicole thought we weren't taping, so she thought we were having a little sidebar conversation. <laughs> and we were taping. <laughs> and it was so funny. Yeah, it was great. So if you haven't seen that episode, go back and watch the G.I. Jen episode from last week. Jen, so I funny. adore you. Plus – She's the general manager of the Porsche Experience Center here in Los Angeles. So for all our car people, like she's a good person to get get to know a little bit more about anyway. Yeah. Uh, And then you get to go down to the PEC and say hello to her in person and see how that beautiful Smyrna green car. Um, Anyway, so Saturday was the PEC uh, morning shift, which is her event. It's their cars and coffee. Right. Don't have to have a Porsche. Anything is welcome. Uh, And we went and we had, gosh, a great time. We we sort of pulled a little U. We got off the highway a little bit different than apparently everybody else. So the traffic, it made us do a U-turn right in front of the place. And then that made us 
get right in front of the people who then waved us to the front of the line. Anybody who was behind, we want to apologize. We felt very awful and awkward at the moment because we were like, should we wait in this line? Should we do? We weren't sure what to do. And then we got pulled in. So anyway, we cut the line a little bit. And then once we got inside, Jeff Swart came over and was like, I think this cone's for you. I love that guy. We felt amazing. We felt very special. Got to see his dog, Jezebel. Thank you. Of course, always. Thank you so much to Jeff Swart and to G.I. Jen and to everybody at the PEC for putting on a fantastic event. Uh, Sunday, I don't remember what we did, but I would like to bring us back to this week and what we've got going on, Mrs. Ryan. Um... What have we been up to? I mentioned the meetings before and some things I'd like to talk about. Pete Stout. Pete Stout was supposed to be a guest today, and he's not going to be a guest today. We have a, someone else who I <laughs> didn't tease at the top of the show because apparently I'm a little bit out of practice. Uh, we have got Jonathan Buckley here, better known as Bucko. We met him at the Breakfast Club. He's a host of other shows as well and and knows a lot about cars and road and motorcycle up to Newcombs and stuff. Very cool guy. But back to Pete Stout. Was supposed to be a guest today on this program. Pete Stout's uh, schedule changed. He's not going to be here this week. But, 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 one of those things, how things work out better in the long run. Because of this little scheduling change, we are going to be able to have Pete here next month in September for the 914-000 anniversary big celebration color. It's a big deal, big deal, big deal. Ray Schaefer is going to be in town for it. And get to the good part. Now we're going to have Pete Stout and Ray Schaefer from Porsche here together uh, during that time to promote that event that week. And so it's going to be a much bigger, better show for us, certainly for them as well. And uh, I think we're going to have even more fun. But so that's what's going on with that. We didn't drop the ball and we didn't forget. We didn't, it wasn't clickbait or any of that shit. Uh, and speak, I brought Ray Schaefer up. So, of course, it's time to mention, if not already, <laughs> please consider following Ray Schaefer for your backstage pass to Porsche Classic, Brand Heritage, and Travel-Related Material. That's Schaefer. S-H-A. FFER. Love you, Ray Schaefer. So much so. All right, that's almost it. And then what else? Uh, we spent a lot of time in the studio. Chad and I spent a lot of time in the studio this week. <laughs> we had some dark days. Uh, that's a term in the television industry. <laughs> when you're not shooting, like the lights are out, it's dark. Uh, some dark days where we worked on things, we tweaked some lighting, we redid. Nothing is new, but we redid a lot of stuff here. And I think just the studio needed a little bit of love. It had been a while. It feels uh, great. It feels great and it, the product looks better and yeah level up you put in effort you get something back that's how it works so i was i just wanted to say something because i wanted to say thank you to chad uh our pa our laborer and i wanted to say that uh, i was pretty excited about it and pretty proud of myself so enough chatter with me mrs ryan time to get to the east coast feeds if you have nothing else no i'm just proud of you too i'll take studio it studio feels awesome i'll take it, it. i appreciate great. it it is time now to check in with danbury chive in the East Coast feed, let's see where he is today. I happen to know, but you might be excited. We've got a bunch of these. Roll it out. Reporting to you live, Steve Kaz in the East Coast feed comes with somebody special. Oh, I just gave it away behind me. Maybe it's over here. But today's the day. We're going. Bam. There it is. Are you getting that? This is batting practice at City Field, home of the Mets. And this is what we do. Boom, let's take a look, ladies and gentlemen. Bam. Today, Uncle Mike, Rick's dad, Brian up front, and we'll give you an update from the field. Love you guys. Mm, boy. Baseball season is upon us. Oh, God, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I forgot. It's wabbit season as far as I'm concerned. Um, all right, well, that's it. City Field. So that's the big uh, reveal. Let's see how it is out there on the field of City Field. Roll it out. <laughs> So East Coast Speed Part 2, reporting to you live from City Field, TCAS. 
Met Stadium. Just took my batting practice. Crushed a couple of balls. Didn't suck. Thank God. A lot of people here to be embarrassed in front of, like my father-in-law. Then there's that. Um, but he's about to go up next. We'll try to get some live video of him and Uncle Mike in the background filming everybody because we make friends. That's how we do. Hope life is good in L.A. Queens is a beautiful day. Love you. Guy. That guy's in his element. Uh, let's see the next one. Roll it out. Tell you big when your name is on the screen behind you. And there it is. Steve Cash hey. up on the City Vision, as you can see Tony right Donovan. here. We're just taking some batting practice. We outfield. We flying. Whatever. It's update number whatever. I don't know how many updates this is, but we City Field. You can't get enough footage of this, Mr. and Mrs. Ryan. Live it while you got it. I'm there about to go. catch this ball. Hold on a second. I got this right here. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Bam! There oh, it. come on! <laughs> Bring it back to the studio here, but that was impressive. All right. Catching a ball on the field, on the feed. All right, one more. Roll it out. Mr. and Mrs. Ryan, Steve Cass, East Coast Speed, reporting live from City Field, yet again. Part three, part four, I don't know what number it is. Uncle Mike, Brian, <laughs> Brian's father-in-law, there he is. Got us in here today to do some batting practice. Look at how to yeah, Jay, Nicole, love you, babies. There it is. It's, it's, you, babies. Now, he's been on the East Coast Field before. Brian's first time. He's a little shy, but he's got a beer, so he's in a good day. We just finished batting practice, took checks and flies. It's a good time. Exactly. That's what existence is all about. Is it. Make the best of every day, because what happens tomorrow, you never know. Never, never know. You never know. know. So live today. Live it while you got it, Mr. Ryan, Mrs. Ryan. Here we go. City Field. Boom. Look at that. I just love how happy he gets. I mean, that's his this stuff. Right. You know what I mean? The Mets growing up in Queens. That's his That's his thing. That's it. He wears it proudly. I love it. I love you, Kaz, man. Love Good it. for you. Uh, and love you, Uncle Mike. And love you, Rick. Was it Rick? I think Rich? so. Rick? Rick. It's Brooke's father. Dad. Yeah. yeah. It's Kaz's soon-to-be father-in-law. It will be really nice to get to know you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> She means it. We're laughing just because the whole thing's funny, but obviously she means it. Oh, <laughs> totally. <laughs> all right, Mrs. Ryan, I think that's all I have. It's time. Oh, no, it's not. There's one more thing that's pretty important. Oh, my gosh. I almost skipped it. Uh, the one thing from the hellos that I didn't mention. You know what it is, Mrs. Ryan. I do. Ah, here we go. Dave Watch. Do-do-do. Bring this in. Yep. All right, so. When we left you last week, I believe we were in the middle of talking about trying to get David Letterman as a guest on this program. Makes sense for a lot of reasons. Uh, but we've only recently begun to actually, like, really, really go after him. Actually pursue this properly uh, through the proper, you know, entertainment channels and everything versus just <laughs> wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here we go. This brings us to the 8th of uh, whatever month this is. August. August. And I'm going to, instead of an X, I'm going to do a square around it. What does that square denote, Mrs. Ryan? Why is there a square instead of the X? Well, we should do an X as well, I guess, because, of course, Dave is not here today, so he gets the X. But what does the square mean, Mrs. Ryan? Outreach made. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, or at least we have, uh, we've got something else happening. Um, we're very, very excited to say, I don't want to say any names because this person works on many other big shows, but we have somebody uh, who is one of, if not the absolute uh, best talent producer, booker in the business, uh, who has successfully booked David Letterman on other programs, uh, working with us to help pursue this and help try to get Dave here. Um, so 
I would say what was like, a, oh, it's going to happen at some point, just got a, 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 it got moved up the list quite a bit. Yeah. It's so I, I don't know. We, still absolutely no news. Still could get a absolutely <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and we well, were, anything could happen. We don't know what's going to happen. super clear about it. Like, that's part of it, too. And we both know that. But it's But then we know. Progress. If, if, right. Yeah. It's yeah. exciting. Otherwise, it feels like right now it's like the elephant in the room. And we just have to. It has to be addressed. Yeah. And I mean, we've addressed it here, but not with the actual man. And, and now that we're pursuing other things uh, and doing things other places and things like that. Oh, gosh, we should talk about that, too. The Porsche Experience Center. There's going to be hearing a lot more about that. But we are officially going to be doing this show for a week of shows, the whole set and everything, down at the Porsche Experience Center here in Los Angeles. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful opportunity. And it's happening during their anniversary week in November. So it's a huge thing. All eyes. There will be a lot of people there and a lot of people involved. Um, and this will definitely be a level up moment for this particular program. And yeah. this is Ryan and myself. So that's it. I have talked way too much. I'm so sorry. I can't wait to get a guest in here. But in the meantime, Mrs. Ryan, it's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. That's after. Oh, shit. I'm too pushing buttons. Whatever. Don't tell me how to do that. There's an underwater memorial in Clearwater, Florida. What? Right. It's the first one underwater. It's got like 12 statues. They're going to put 10 more into it in the next year or so, which sounds crazy until you realize that this is a 10 year endeavor from a university, from a professor at the university in Clearwater okay. um, for, to, for veterans to have a place to go that's like to help treat PTSD and depression oh, and give them somewhere to commemorate. It's a veteran memorial. I probably left that part out. Sorry. No, you got it. Um, it just sounds super neat that he's created this place for people to go and it can turn into a... Uh, for quiet reflection, that kind of thing? For divers that have... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the parkland oh, around it, but yeah, it's right. underwater, right, so it's right. for uh, divers and the, our experience. It's 40 feet below and 10 feet off the coast. Cool. That's wild. Enjoy. It's going to be super- 10 feet it, off the coast and 40 foot down? Are those maybe other, opposite? 40 feet out and yeah. 10 foot down. That no. makes sense. No, no, no. 40 feet down and 10 foot out. Yeah. Okay, that's what you said. That's yeah. what I you read. S- you said it properly. That's what I read. It sounds super cool. Okay. And I th- thought it sounded nutso, but like what <laughs> I, for a minute and I almost didn't do the story because I was like, this is crazy, but there's more to it. And this guy this is a 10 year passion project for this professor and it's all good things. Okay. So Fair check enough. it out. Uh, Clearwater, Florida. Is that what you said? Yeah. All right. Danny Trejo. Oh man. I love this one. Out here in Silmar. Right around uh, the corner. It's close, yeah? It's just right out there, right at the base of the hill over there. Right out by Singer. Oh, well. There's Sunland, he, but it's all, out, it's all in the same direction out there. It's over near us, and it was an overturned vehicle. He saved a kid out of an uh, infant seat. A grandma ran a, was driving and got flipped over, and the kid Two vehicles stuck. were in, a, in an accident, and yes, the grandmother was stuck in the car, and the kid was stuck in the car seat, so Danny Trejo crawled into the back to try to get the kid out of the car seat. Now, what I read was Danny Trejo could reach the kid, but he couldn't reach the clasp, so somebody else reached in from the other side and undid the clasp, and Danny then got the kid and took the kid out the side, and then 
the grandmother, the only person the kid knew, was stuck in the car. So Danny then took it upon himself to keep the kid distracted on the side of the road saying, muscles and superpowers and all that stuff. Did you see him talking about it on the news? He was I, so excited. I heard some of that and it was, it, we have superpowers and like that's what activated this kid and like yeah, really connected to... the kid to like be like, okay, I'll dig down deep and like use my own superpowers. Right, because the kids know the Avengers and all that stuff. So he's talking about muscles and you know, just whatever the kid can recognize. It was great. It was uh, great. The, one of the coolest He's a good stories communicator. I read. It really showed a lot about how Danny Trejo, what a good human he is. I agree. So talk about transformation. That guy's lived both sides, right? Big time. Like heavy Big both time. sides. Bravo, bravo so, to somebody who figured it out. Kudos for all that. Um, there's going to be more live in front of a studio audience. That show on ABC. Fantastic. Um, we loved it. Kudos to Jimmy it. Kimmel and team. We loved it did a great job i love the originals we have the original phone there's only one phone from the bunker household of all in the family like the original show from carol o'connor we have it that that's neat? ours yeah. yeah that's neat it's like a neat super thing. neat um there's gonna be more they don't know what the shows are yet oh, they won't exactly. be, it won't be another episode of all in the family and no. jefferson's we're reviving other shows okay cool. correct right. other uh old shows yeah. like that uh one thing i did not know it's norman lear and jimmy kimmel of course Great. Uh, there, this one's going to be a holiday episode, this next one, and then there's one next year. But what I did not realize is that Justin Theroux is involved as an EP. Oh, nice. And I love that guy. And yeah. the leftovers, it just adds such a level of, it, it imbues such an energy to this project. I'm really excited. I like him as well. I like his choices. And that leftover show is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Totally. I mean, I don't love every choice they made along the way, but the, what the show says about and, and what the possibilities could be, it's really, really wild. I think often of when he's in that closet scene, like picking out what to wear and how that oh. dictates how people treat him and how he acts. And I. That's, we all get to make that decision every yeah. single day. It's everything what, we what, think what about. Are you gonna, what personality are you going to put on? Are you going to be, you know, the one who's got your shit together? Or are you going to be the one, whoa, it's me, it was bad day. It's up to you. Yes, I think about that often. And lastly, <laughs> um, to, uh, uh, there's a lot of people that think they can't do anything because they're older, they're decry I'm one of these people, so I'm not talking about other people, but it's hard sometimes to like muster the energy to do things for other people when you're like, I, I can't walk today. Like it is what it is. There's That's one of those weird ones though. I'm sure you'll say it too. It is one of those weird ones. And it, what inspired me about this story is kind of like, who cares? Like we're all here dealing with whatever. This termini terminally ill 91-year-old patient in Michigan knits one to two wool hats a day mm -hmm. for homeless people, and they get handed out in Grand Rapids. And thousands so far, though, right? Total? Th thousands to date. And just like the article I read was like he does one to two a day. He specifically is like they need ear flaps because it gets cold. So he makes ear flaps on these hats and he stops for a coffee break and is like, whatever. But they get distributed in Graham Rapids. So I love it. kudos. I find when you don't have the energy to do something for somebody else, just get over that hump and do something for somebody else because the moment you do, you have so much energy. Yeah. I mean, it's invigorating. It's such a wonderful feeling when you've, even if you, do, if, if there's nothing on your agenda of helping people today, call an old friend or reach out to somebody or, you know, smile at somebody at the grocery store or something strange. You never know. I mean, this it's is the weirdest a way 91 year old dude. Back, though. Like, who would have thought? And I'm sure he was not yeah. like, I want to knit hats, but like, he might feel great, like, using his arthritic hands. You never know how you can help people. So. Maury, you're awesome. Oh, and that's Ben. What's going on, <laughs> Mrs. Ryan? Da -da -da -dun 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 -dun
out of practice with all these buttons. Uh, all right, we have gone way, way long. It's almost 20 minutes here, Mrs. Ryan. Please let us take a break, and we're going to bring Bucko in here. Jonathan Buckley will be our guest in just a few minutes, sitting in that chair right there. We're going to get to know him right here on the show. Good, Mrs. Ryan? Great. See you in a few. More to come. Tell me, guys. Today we're going to be doing a brisket. And what we're going to talk about today, and they'll tell me what they're going to talk about before, anyway, and it goes on and on and on. And, and you sit there, 10 minutes in, they haven't even put salt on their meat yet. You know, it's like... Season this. It's, yeah, season it. Yeah. Put it on the barbecue. This is a two-minute video at best. And with that, we are sitting here with Jonathan Buckley, the barbecue extraordinaire. Holy cow, this is the guy. If you're going to have brisket and you have a show and you need a host, here's the guy. No. <laughs> um, Sorry, I was just having a rant about uh, up, brisket. Man. Because brisket I like it so much, I just brought us back in the yeah. middle of it. I love it. I didn't even ask. Um, I, I want to start with um, uh, how we met because we only met a week ago. Not even a week yeah, ago. Yeah, not even a week and, ago. Uh, and, and your energy was just so exactly what I connect with personally and what I like to surround myself with, what we like to surround ourselves with, that it was just kind of like, oh, this guy's cool. We'll at least see him up here again. And then when I found out what you did for a living, it was one of those like, oh, what do you want to be on our – you know what I mean? It totally. happened very, and then, very quickly and, then when and organically. reached out, I was just like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll come and hang out with you guys. So <laughs> organic. So um, – well, I would like to tell the story of how the heck we met mm -hmm. at Newcombs the other day because I was having we were having a conversation with Magnus yep. Walker and you walked up and you had known him or you met him at something else. I'd or... met him in that the Mon twenty four hour in France, uh, like in I think twenty seventeen, oh, okay. and which was a super random experience. And at the time, I was unaware even uh, of, of of Magnus. Like, and, and I should have known. Like, I hope he's not going to look at this because I didn't know who he was and <laughs> then. He seemed like a super cool guy, really. I was like, wow, this is the kind of guy I'd get along with. And, oh, he's into cars. Oh, he's into Porsches. Oh, he's the Porsche guy. The guy, yeah. The guy. And then, so yes, to run into him randomly up there uh, was kind of cool. So, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you guys were there hanging out. So, it was like, oh. But great. very strangely, you said, "Oh, I, you mentioned you dropped a name very quickly." You said, "Oh, Jesse Combs," mm -hmm. and I and I said, "What is Jesse Combs?" I said, from, "Like the TV show host." And you're like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh, we know, we knew her from Myth, like the MythBusters days before she was Jesse Combs, the the car host." Right. Yeah. She was just kind of breaking into stuff. Um, so, did you host a show with her, or you hosted something? Not with something? her. We had a sister show together. So, but they ba we basically worked under the umbrella company and of Autoblog, and so they had a, a show called oh, The List, and that was Jesse sure. Combs and another friend of mine. Patrick, who had hosted a thousand and one things to do, um, uh, car things to do before you die, kind of kind of idea. Oh, okay. That was their premise, and our sister show was more of a technology in transportation type show where I hosted that solo, and we talked about. Anything that moved that had like a technological kind of spin on it. So Tesla's being a great, you know, back mm. when it was first coming out was was kind of exactly what we were that that kind of area sure. that we were in. And so that yeah, sounds very fun. We all travelled together. We got to go to Le Mans twenty four hour. And so that's, that's how I met Magnus. And then that's obviously how I met you up at the crest. yeah. So anyway, it was one of those. Th I mean, a million people. You know, when you're up there, a million people come over and say hello. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes, especially if you're talking to Magnus. Yep. Um, uh, but that that sort of raised an eyebrow of like, oh, okay, well, maybe we should follow back with this guy. And then, uh, uh, I don't know, an hour or two hours later, something like that, Magnus was leaving. And he had, the, for everybody else who knows his cars, he had the uh, the GT3, the, the 996 GT3 with him. 
And uh, the d- battery was dead. Happens all the time. Whatever. Battery yeah. was dead. So he had tried to jump it. He was parked up by the sign I where he usually is. I saw him he, he rolling tried to jump. down the hill, and I thought, yeah. oh, that's odd. It's a very quiet Porsche. But he'd only gotten it so far, and then he came back in. And he said, oh, who's got a jumper box? Oh, who's got the battery? And I said, we, I think we actually have one. We got one of those little deals and went out, and we are plugging it in and everything. We just, for whatever reason, we two guys couldn't figure it out. I think we were using it right, but it wasn't working for whatever reason. I went inside to say, hey, guys, am I using this right? Does anybody know anything? I look out the window, and there's Magnus's car being pushed by some guy, this <laughs> guy right here, alone. There's a, 20 people inside who could have done it. He's just out there doing it. Uh, and then a cloud of smoke, and he get it done, and the whole bit. I come out there. You're walking inside. You were like a superhero. Like it ain't even no. thing. Like see you later. All right, have a it's good one. It's not. It's honestly. It's just being an. I'm um, just being an ape. Essentially, it's like I don't know what to do here. But maybe if I just bang on it or push it really hard, it'll go. And it works sometimes. That's you know, exactly you just like, what slap the side of a computer. And, oh, well, there you go. It was kind of that. I was like, well, standing here is not doing anything. So let's just give it a little shove, shall we? And it just worked, which is great because being stranded up at the crest, uh, you know. And we, is, yeah, I don't know if you've ever been there. We've. We've all had. You've been um, stranded up there. No, we've all had a moment where either we're with somebody else who's stranded, or we had a, we got a flat tire Is one time a, about ten oh. minutes down in that yellow car that you saw, uh-huh. and we ended up driving twenty five miles on the far, flat yeah. because it wouldn't oh, it didn't come off the bead, oh. but there was nothing else to do. We didn't we didn't ruin the rim or anything. Luckily, we lucked out. Lucked Somehow, out. Somehow, it lucked was out. amazing. Lucked out, but the tire would hold zero air. We were trying. Jose was trying to stuff hay and grass and shit in the hole. It was a rock it puncture. Was, torturous but anyway anyway <laughs> nobody wants to have that you're right no nobody wants to have that but is that something that's common because i know you drive with a lot of porsches up there is that uh, i don't want to say anything disparaging against porsches but do they have issues of- oh no that's the car that'll make it every time it'll make it every time yeah okay good yeah those that's are the cars that'll make it every time they're of all of the that type of car they're yep. the reliable ones that start and drive every time they're famous for, like, even in the 50s, they're famous for, you drive it to the track, you race it all day, and you drive it home. Isn't that interesting? Don't even trailer it. Are you, are you the traditional, not to turn the interview around on you, Let's but... Let's do it. Uh, sure. Are you the traditional Porsche... Now, I'm, I'm, I also want to know a couple Throw of Throw an uh on there. Porsche or a Porsche? I won't get upset with anybody, but I tend to say Porsche, but, I mean, Porsche. like anybody, certainly, it's it always, the audience you're mm-hmm. with. Sometimes you just don't want to say some Porsche. Some people don't care, but sometimes I, yeah, sometimes I don't want to go through the whole word Porsche. But, okay, so Porsche... It's a particular breed of car person. I've noticed throughout my years working with cars, there's people who are car guys and they just like anything. Someone's got an engine and wheels and they're like, oh, this is great. Oh, that's a this, that's a that. And then there's Porsche people and they don't really care about anything or really have terribly much knowledge about anything else, but they will know every single detail of Every single Porsche. That's the wrong built. millimeter washer on that one thing. <laughs> yes. yes. I, you're never you... going to get a Concours ribbon with that seatbelt tag. Or... See, this is all gibberish to me. Are you that type of Good enthusiast? God, you saw our car. Our car is a driving car. You know what I mean? Our car mm-hmm. is a uh, – I grew up in Connecticut where there there were a lot of shiny cars. Yep. But I was attracted to the ones that were driving up Route 7 to the Lime Rock every week that were going to the racetrack, the ones yep. that had numbers on the side. Guess why? Because, well, Not guess why, but it turned out later in life that I wasn't the only one. The guys I was looking at when I was liking those cars, it was like, that was Paul Newman driving his car up to the track. And that was other, like Robert Redford driving his car up to the track. People who just lived in our area who, it just turned out that I was drawn to the thing that these guys were. David Letterman. I'm into Porsche because David Letterman lived in my town and he drove Porsches around. Interesting. Yeah. None so of when, those I, when guys. my dad died when I was 18, what did I do? I went and bought a used 944. Smart purchase. 
None of five, those guys five. were like the big flashy. This is the newest, whatever. Yep, right. So I can totally see why. No, they were be. driving old classic shit to yeah. the racetrack to go yeah. do laps, not to go stand in a parking lot and look at it and yeah. tell people what they bought. Amazing. And I'm not knocking that because we have a great time with that too. It's just that that wasn't what initially got me into it. So no, I'm not that guy. Okay, no worries. Yeah, it's a different just, kind of Porsche personality. It's a different type of person. Yeah, because I've just I know a lot of guys that have got the Porsche watch. And the <laughs> well, hang on, shoes and- hang on. But I do check the boxes for everything else you said. I'm the guy who used to be a car guy until I got into Porsche, and then everything else went by the wayside. I started wow. knowing. I followed less and less, and then I knew less and less, and one thing led to another. After a couple years, you do only know Porsche. Yep, you're right. Interesting. I don't know what the things are in the millimeter and the blah. I don't give a shit about any of that. But how the car rotates, how it drives, driving it up in the crest every single week, that's, that's what I'm made to do. I mean, it, it. It, I can't tell you anything. Other than this, nothing uh, invigorates me more. Okay. Well, I've driven one Porsche in, in my life. What kind was it? And I'm going to feel like a douchebag <laughs> even saying this. Boxster! No. Okay, good. Oh, good. The other way. The other way. Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, 918 Spider. Oh, wow. Well, look at you. Yeah. Supercar. Uh, the the supercar. and it's the hybrid, right? Mid, the hi- I guess hyper, yeah, because yeah. they went from super to hyper. And I don't know what comes after mega. Oh, no, but super, it's like a hyper. hybrid, right? It's the one that's got oh, the electric engine both? and all Yes, it's a hybrid. Yes, hybrid. But I believe the hybrids they're calling hypercars. I think you're now. right. Yeah. yeah. So um, incredible. I mean, absolutely just you you get in the behind the wheel of that and it was just the most incredible experience our guest we mentioned before who was here on thursday was the general manager of the porsche experience center down Amazing. in, in uh, yeah. carson or wherever uh she owns a 356 a classic old 356 beautiful classic car and her other second favorite porsche that's her favorite porsche mm-hmm. her second favorite is the 918 supercar i just Hypercar, thought whatever. it's i mean you can pop the top off of that you've got exhaust pipes right behind your ears and that thing just sounds i mean it, it was, I've never even ridden in the Spider. How is that? I mean, it's is it, remarkable. To be open top is. It's remarkable. Through my work with cars, I've been very fortunate to drive some just absolutely incredible things. And there are there are a couple of special days, and that's probably one of the most special that I've ever had. Awesome. Because, I mean, when you really realise what you're what you're driving and how rare they are, and that yeah. most I believe like something like eighty percent of them are just going to sit in garages somewhere really? and never be driven. And we got given what was the prototype car. Well, they sit and appreciate. Is that what you mean? People are just collecting. Yeah, them. they collect yeah. them and they appreciate they them and they sell them. them. But it's not going to get driven. Whereas we got the ability to not only drive this but we were at el toro marine base down oh you're really doing it we're on a we're on a run on a runway track and i'm getting to do launch after launch and just this is out in the mojave that el toro or is the one one on the way towards yeah towards santa san diego so it's just Uh, okay gotcha uh, it's the old yeah el toro marine base i believe it's called and gotcha dusty old track we had half the runway pendleton down there all that down that towards there yeah exactly and so i mean it was absolutely remarkable my favorite part of the day was when the guy because it was a set and we had all of our crew and everyone was there the pas and everything we had this guy who came down and he bought the porta potties because we're on a runway porta potties for everyone to, to to use in the crew and he's such a nice guy he's a bit older he's a bigger guy he's got his name on his shirt and he comes up and he's like i'm so sorry he goes i don't want to overstep my boundaries here he goes but i've never even seen a car like this would it be okay could someone just take me for a drive in it whoa and i was like 
well, I'm totally fine with that, so long as the Porsche representatives are cool. And they were like... Like, you'll take him for a spin. Like, I'll take him for a spin. Yeah. yeah I was the one that was driving that Bravo. day. And and the Porsche guys were like, yeah, absolutely. And I said, all right, we'll jump on in. And his face just lit up. I said, listen, so what we're going to do here is we're going to do a launch. So a launch, you oh, put your foot on the wow. brake, romp it on the accelerator, give it full revs, and we're going to take off. And he turns to me and he goes... I don't give a crap. Just punch it. And I took off. And this guy, he's probably mid to late 50s, was squealing like a teenage girl having the time of his life. And it reminded me again, because I've been really fortunate to drive these cars, just how awesome it was. And that was my favorite part of the day, driving this car and seeing his reaction. And so as soon as we got back... The PA leans out. My turn. Can I go? Yeah. <laughs> and so I spent the last half an hour to an hour of the day drives. taking everybody just woo, woo, and it, I mean it was just awesome because when do you get an experience no. to to beat on a car like that? It was the prototype. How about you car. being able to give those other people that experience? I mean that's really a neat yeah. thing. It was it was a really cool thing, that's and that was my takeaway from from that whole day in that car was I just I, I really wish people would get uh, more opportunity to experience the absolute top level of these cars because they See what are they're capable remarkable. of. Remarkable. Yeah. Just absolutely. Remarkable. Remarkable in did an environment where it straight, or did your... So we had the whole thing set up, right. so we could go straight. We'd basically do a launch. We'd get up to I think it was only could get up to about one seventy uh, before we had that's to like hot. back off a little bit, and then we could start doing some squiggles on the way back. And so <laughs> we're like getting a little bit of drift in there and everything. I mean, it was just it was awesome. I mean, that's the place to do it. You're safe. I it mean, was runoff everywhere. There's no, well, all you're going to do is blow your tires. I know. And you know what? The sad part about that whole story is that car was destined to be crushed. Oh, really? Because it's a 000 car, like the prototype car. Apparently, it's some law with these cars. When they're a prototype car, they can't ever be... They're not given a VIN, so they you can't... They can't even be. stay in the museum or anything because it's not registrable. There was talk that they might be able real. to save that one because it was... Each car has a name. It was called Meredith, I think was the name of that car. It would be a shame uh, to crush Meredith. I was like, oh, please Crush Meredith crush and all Meredith. her dreams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was, my, that was my Porsche experience, my one and only, and it was... Incredible. Well, what a great way to segue into what do you do for a living that that was an opportunity you had. Oh, well, I've been hosting for years, much like yourselves. Uh, I've been hosting radio and television. Yeah, and- but how did you get into all that? You're, I can tell from your voice you might not be from here. Oh, yeah. No, all right. So, all right. Long story short, uh, did performing arts at university, and then I got a call right out of university from a radio station who said, would you like to be our stunt guy uh, for... Radio stunts? I know, radio stunts. So I would have to go out and get my privates waxed, for instance, (laughs) on the air, and so they could listen to me squeal. Like, it was, you know, that sort of stuff. Howard Stern type stunts. That sort of stuff. So I would would sort of start it off like that, but then that kind of transitioned into being on air and in the studio and and uh, out of the... Well, your personality is great, so I'm sure that yeah. organically it just sort of probably it was transitioned. Yeah, it was fun. But then then something happened and I won a green card on the internet. Uh, That's what? how you want one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. Neither did I. I was a pop-up <laughs> on my computer. I thought it was a scam. I was like, it's there going, ding, ding, live and work in America. I'm we like, got ordained that way. I know that. <laughs> is that right? Sure, yeah. Really? It was, yep. uh, yeah, it was a... It was a thing. It was a thing. It just popped up, and I thought, well, it was 40 bucks. I thought, you know what? This is 40 bucks. I'm never going to see again. I'll throw it in there. It's most likely a scam. And then six months later, they're like, oh, congratulations. You qualify. Now you can apply. And you basically win the opportunity to apply for a green card. And so that was where everything kind of It's went. a lottery? But it was a pop-up ad? It's a pop-up ad. So the website itself was actually a scam. I was going to say, I don't mean to be rude. I bet somebody has your data. Totally. No, <laughs> they've got it. They've got everything. 
No, it was it, it was a scam website because it's a free service. So they did get forty dollars oh, out of I me. I fucking did one of those ones for the DMV. Yep. yep. And I paid twenty bucks to make an appointment for the DMV. Yeah. Yep, okay. I got same you. Same thing. Yep, but it. it's still they they did the it right worked. thing and passed it along. Right. So it worked. So that's how I ended up. Over wow. Here. And how long ago was that? Yeah, 2006. So about yeah, 12, 13. This will be my 13th year. Good I think, for in the you. United States, all right. So. so how's it? Be, all right. Then you got here, and then you went straight into hosting. That was an easy transition. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I was very naive. The plane, <laughs> they were given out. They had the signs. No, 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 no. I came here very naive and probably a little bit cocky. I was like, oh, you know, things sort of came easy to me in Australia. I'll just waltz into America and be like, oh hi. Uh, and it did. I'll take not, a show. It did not. I, I was like, they. I was like, what do you mean no? I'd never really been told. It's like, what do you mean no, you can't? They're like, they're looking at my resume saying none of this matters to us. I was like, oh. So I basically oh. had to start from scratch again. So right. started off in radio and then I, my first hosting gig, land, I landed in uh, the automotive industry, which was hosting product videos for uh, dynamometers or whatever they no are. Kidding. You know, the dynos. Sure. And, and, to uh, show how they work and why, work why it would help your it was, shop, why you should buy one. I had no work, and this was like, all right, I can talk, and I like cars. Perfect. And so that was that was how I sort of started, and I would go around the auto show circuit, interview people on the auto shows like SEMA and PRI, and and then um, and you're, you're you're just a host. Someone else owns the content, right? They're just saying, hey, go talk to people yeah, about this product, and we would just go and interview people. But I have an innate interest in it, so if I'm going to talk about anything, it might as well be that. Sure. Um, and so then that that grew into. I hosted a couple other shows. I had a show on uh, 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 Lifetime. I hosted a dating show on Lifetime. Stop. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I was a love I'm sure all the girls would want to date you. <laughs> right? There was, yeah. Well, there was an issue well, I mean, with what, that on the bachelor first Bachelor number episode. three, are you, are you half as good as looking as the host? Oh. No. no it was, that was the first one. That was like a, a, a real-life take on the love boat. So I was what? like... I love the original a, love boat. <laughs> Exciting and new. So, yeah, I had to put my little sailor's outfit on and give love advice, which was fascinating. Oh, goodness gracious. And you did find those clips. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to find, find those clips. That yeah. lasted about four episodes. And that was canned. Uh, I did a show on uh, NBC and uh, that was kind of like a, uh, a faux Siberia, sorry, a faux uh, survivor type show called Siberia, and okay. then uh, and then I landed a but a not sh- a spoof. I mean, it was just a different type of. You're it surviving was actually in a Siberia. scripted show. It was uh, designed to look like Survivor, where the contestants end up getting eaten by aliens. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Whoa! Almost a War of the Worlds kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Lasted, they're hiding it in another package. Yeah, it basically took place in Siberia, and uh, there's all this. And was, that didn't go. It's kind of it, intriguing. It, it was went very for one well season. One full said, season, yeah. and oh, okay. we got to the end, and on a cliffhanger. And <laughs> and NBC said indefinite hiatus. We yeah. just no interest in finding out what yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> so that sort of went away. And then uh, and then I got back into the the more car stuff and ended up hosting a show called Translogic, which was the one we mentioned earlier about technology and that 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 afforded me the opportunity to drive all of these incredible cars and God, robots so cool. and hoverboards. It was really awesome. I mean, really awesome stuff. So uh, sounds yeah. Up. It's the kind of thing where if you had have told me when I was growing up in Tasmania that I'd be living in Los Angeles and, and this will be one of your jobs you know, I'd be like nah that's not it's <laughs> not on the cards for me so it's did you great. ever th- did you did you grow up thinking oh I'm going to move to the United States someday no, from Tasmania not, or I'm, how 
Well, just kind after university, of, and because I was doing university and I was doing acting at university, I figured at some point if I was gonna try and give it a real run, then I'd have to go to America. So okay. I guess there was a thought process. Just that's where it is. That's, that's where this where business is. That's where the work is. The okay. majority of the work. Australia is great, and we produce some great content. But I just felt like the there was there was more of an opportunity when I got given the opportunity when I won a green card on the internet. I, I figured, well, this is you know. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to follow that. Go with it. You don't happen to have. This is a complete. This is a shot in the dark. You don't happen to know a director of photography named Ben Hansen, do you? Ben Hansen. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Also, MythBusters as well for all years and years. But he's also Australia, and just he's got the same fucking energy you do of just Uh, somebody you look in their eyes and you're like, that's a good guy. I don't know why, but if I'm ever in trouble, I want him on my side. I trust that guy. I want to be with that guy. Yeah, right. When I got a dead battery in the mountains, here's the guy who's going to get me down. Not talk about it inside. Go out and do stuff. (laughs) Just trying to get that thing working. Awesome. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I was just curious if if that had ever come up. Um, So what what are you doing now? Other than driving your motorcycle up to Newcomb's Ranch. Is that that a regular thing for you? That was actually just a – I I just bought that motorcycle. I'd actually kind of – I'd been trying to tiptoe away from motorcycles and then – We've been what safety adulthood what adulthood I was just trying to be more adult and you know it's Los Angeles is dangerous and the motorcycle I ride are are kind of bonkers they're they're always the fastest and Mister you're moving uh, I'm not going to say but you're moving soon yes to a place that's very close to this yes and we're at the base of the crest in 15 minutes without any kind of traffic drama mm-hmm. i used to ride as well and i sold my bike because i saw too many freeze free, uh, sheets on the freeway you know what i mean you just see too That's many the thing. too you, many fallen riders and 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 people out here some of them you, people are either really really like super hyper aware and looking for motorcyclists mm-hmm. or people are nowhere near this reality in their phones and oh, everything else so i understand but i feel like if you live over here it might be a less it might be a safer venture it's funny because when i bought this motorcycle um the uh, the response was uh, visceral from people like you're going to die. It was like because you got the new R1, like, right? Don't no, yeah, yeah, because they're just like no, it's just I'm like well, 200 horsepower you know, and people a little live tiny frame, happy long lives riding motorcycles. I mean, I know it's a dangerous activity and there's dangerous things you could do, but people's re- like response was my girlfriend was the only one that was kind of reasonable about. She's like, oh, okay. really? Yeah, she was like, yeah, well, you love it, you should probably buy that. My bike was the the R, the uh, FZ one, which lady. was the R1 the motor, R1 detuned motor. a little bit, but on the mm-hmm. naked bike. And that was back then, like 150 horsepower, and it was a fast-ass bike. It's 200 a, horsepower they're, they're in a smaller frame, and with that position and everything that else, it's so fast. It's so full-blown a race machine. But they also have they also have so much more technology nowadays that they've put into these motorcycles that they didn't have before. So you can management have to, stuff. Yeah. So you've got slide control, which is it can measure. It's got a. a a gyroscope that measures your lean angle versus your wheel speed. So it won't speed, let you go and it'll let over you a even, certain... Yeah, it'll let you slide a little bit, but not too far. It's got traction control. It's got ABS. It's got lift control, so you don't wheelie too much. And then you've got riding wow. mode, so you can actually dial back the power so it feels like a 600cc motorcycle. No you can halve kidding. the power just by putting it in D mode. So there's all these sorts of systems 
That's pretty it. fascinating. I guess you would have to, right, to make it manageable. Well, in some cases, if it's raining, you know, if I was, I, I don't like to take my girlfriend on the back because <laughs> I'm a hypocrite and I know how dangerous <laughs> motorcycles are. <laughs> so I don't take Your her because I care about her. Yes. Mine doesn't, whatever. But hers, I'm like, okay. But if I take her, I stick it in D mode, we go half power and it smooths everything out. So, God, it's so wild. Mm. Just push a button these days. Yeah, totally. So, what, do you, what do you feel? You, you said you were a car guy from, from a long time right yeah i've been just any well i'm a things that go guy so i really have no um prejudice against anything i love that it's you know you know sometimes i I think you know like harley snobs i like to call them like Uh people are like ride sometimes ride harleys you encounter people that are just like "Eh," they'll hate (laughs) japanese i hate japanese i hate scooters or i hate i just ride harleys and that's all i ride and i'm like i get it it's a loyal mark yeah it's a loyal mark and that's cool because i love harleys too but it's it's weird some people are super have a narrow focus i have a very broad i love if it's if it's got something in it that goes it doesn't even have to be petrol powered <laughs> if it's got an electric motor it doesn't yeah. matter if it goes i pretty much I, i'll like it so what kind of stuff have you been into throughout your life like what kind of cars have you liked what kind of cars have you owned or driven or just i would say uh growing up in australia there's some australian cars that you probably wouldn't have heard of but i've always wanted a kingswood like a holden kingswood it's kind of the equivalent would be like, a, here. <laughs> like a 68 camaro it's kind of like like oh, that it's muscly muscly i would love to have one of those the a straight my, a straight line car kind of thing yeah that kind of thing just make it super pretty you know like a deep midnight blue and some chrome and be well, nice i obviously think i go straight to the mad max car and i can't remember what the hell that thing was but you know the, the whatever that was Absolutely. it became the uh how would this car that you're speaking of fit into that that was probably more of an 80s type Amalgamation it's kind of, of around that area, yeah. I mean, really? yeah. I'm looking around like 70s kind of era, okay. era okay. car. It's big. It's steel. It's heavy. Yeah, it's okay. not going to go so around a, corners. Yeah, perfect. So that kind is. of We're thing. On the same yeah, page. same page. Would you want it here or? Yeah, back absolutely. In, okay. Can you imagine? People wouldn't even know what it was. They'd I don't like, know. Is, is it right hand drive? It's Australian. Yeah, it's oh, Australian. Awesome. So, so that would be that would be pretty rad. If I I often get asked with my work what my favorite car I've ever driven would be. The Lamborghini Huracan brought tears no to my eyes. No really? Joke. It was granted. It was a. It was at a racetrack. We spent a day, and it was what and why? Because that's one of those cars. That those those cars in general have never done anything for me. They've never done it. So no, and I don't get I, into the whole hyper. Th- it just, none of that is. It's almost like I'm an old soul, and I'm stuck in another time, and totally. like, I can't do the advanced stuff. Is the Porsche that you have? Is it a manual? Is it a stick shift? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I still love all of that sort of stuff. I'll only too, do I'll, that. I've never. Yeah. We had one car that was not, and I'll never do it again. And that was an, an automatic. It was a the, it was an M4, but it had the D, the dual clutch the, dual clutch yep, paddles. Yeah. The paddles. So yeah, I've driven the M4, and they're great, but there's always a bit of a delay when you sh- when you shift on some of those. Even in the cars, Sport Plus, I agree sports, with you. There's just a, a hair of a delay which makes you feel like you're not super connected. When you get into something like a Lamborghini with its dual clutch and everything else, it uh, they've. They've developed it in such a way that it's very visceral. So you're in it, and when you hit the gears, sorry, no, that's when all right. You hit the gears, it really like smacks you. Like, wah, bah, bah. Yeah, so you feel it. I you're... feel it. And you feel like you're connected, and the car just you're so low, and it's so tight, and the noises that it makes, they tune it to be loud and exciting, and it sounds very trite, but like the Italians are all like, oh, it's to create emotion. Uh, <laughs> it does create emotion. It made me. I was like, this, this is greatest day of my life. I wow. mean, it's. There's something that I, and I know I'm going to look like I've got a little, if I drive it around, but I don't care. <laughs> I like, 
I like it. Well, there's I nothing like wrong it. with liking it. There's and it's a V10, and it sounds beautiful, and it just gets me. What's <laughs> what's the new uh, what's the new SUV that everyone had as a press oh, car the, a month the, ago? The, no, that the other go, one. Have you, have yeah, you driven the, that um, thing yet? <laughs> Why have I drawn a blank on it? It's uh, yeah, uh it's, it's the hottest thing right now. The um, got Urus. The Lamborghini Urus, Urus. yeah. Yes. So Urus, the SUV. Urus, Urus, Urus. The Lamborghini Urus. I liked it. <laughs> Lamborghini <laughs> Urus. Um, no. I, I, Pop the hood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I like... Gotta get a uh, look at your Urus. Yeah, I, I just... That was a... To me, I, um, I get it. Everybody wants to drive an SUV. We like to sit up high. Uh, Lamborghini wants a piece of that pie, and that's totally fine. I respect that. But I think that it's just... Honestly, Lamborghini build a car with a purpose. There we are. Now, now you are okay. Do you mind if I cut you off? Not at all. No. I uh, this is. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that statement. We live in a time now where anything can be anything. Mm-hmm. Everything is three D printable. Everything is customizable. You can do it in the computer, and then it'll be sitting in the room tomorrow when you come into work. Yep. Um, with that, if anything can be anything, then I feel like it's. It's the the responsible, the socially responsible thing to do is figure out what you want to be, yep, and then do that authentically and well, and and then that seems to be how we're going to get the audience in the future, like whether it's a car audience or a television audience, whatever it happens yeah, to be. Absolutely, I find that in this world of where anything is everything and everything is anything, and it, there's no you can't. Every TV show I watch, uh, the host, whether it's the news or a, a show like yours or mine or whatever. There's a big screen behind them that they can be anywhere. And I, look, I'm in Central Park. Look, I'm yeah, in yeah, yeah. Poland. Green I'm on Greenland. Yep. Um, <laughs> as the viewer, I want to know where the fuck you are. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if you're supposed to be a trustable source for me, like yeah. I'm supposed, if you're the news hypothetically, yeah. At least I want to know where you're sitting. Where you're sitting. Yeah. <laughs> Start with that. Yeah. For, I'm not saying I need a real window, but I'm saying yeah. like make something out of wood that is the same every time yep. so I know. Yep. Make that screen surrounded by something. Let's hybrid it out. Let's make yep. I find that cars are in the same place, and this Lamborghini SUV, I'm not knocking it. I know a bunch of people who had it as a press car. They said that's the best car they've ever driven because it's one of those like, oh, it can do anything. It can do anything, yeah. The Tesla's the electric version of it, that Model X. Yep. Same thing. It can do it's anything. It can vehicle. beat any car. It is. Yep. We're in that place. Everything's ones and zeros. So it's kind of like, well, what do you want to be? Since a Kia can be the same as a Lamborghini, and I don't yep. mean that exactly, but fundamentally I do. Yep. Where do we? What do we do? Where do we go? Where do you stand? That's, I, that's I, my soapbox. I, I, I do. <laughs> I do like things with a singular purpose in mind. That's that's where I, what I find. That's why I ride the motorcycle that I ride. I bought the R1 because it is good at one. That's thing. That's what it's for. It's built at that. When it's time for me to get a cruiser, when I get older, I'll get something that's a bit better at. There's a there's an amazing Ducati that they've brought out, which is a cruiser, and it's one of the best cruisers I've ever. Booked. So I'll buy that cruiser. Mm. But I don't want to have like a a, a sports bike slash cruiser right. slash dirt bike I want to have something that's got a singular purpose and sometimes I find that you know it's an SUV a sports utility vehicle it, it probably is the best for a sports utility vehicle that yeah. you can get but it's not a sports car and it's not an off-road vehicle right. and it is you know it doesn't do it does all of them things good that's what I mean it's, it's jack of all trades everybody. master of none but you know that saying actually is supposed to continue on. Have you ever heard this saying? What's the rest of so it? So the old saying is jack of all trades, master of none. But it was actually <clears throat> master of none, but oftentimes better than the master of one. Did you know that? Wow. No. I know that. Yeah, so that's how the old that saying changes, that, the, that, whole changes the whole thing. Because I used to think that was a negative saying. But yeah, me too. Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. 
So, don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> now that I say that, no, but it I is like it's a it. bit of a jack of all trades, and I would like a Lamborghini to be. If I'm buying a Lamborghini, I'm buying it for that singular purpose of no compromise, not comfortable, go fast, have a great. It's a time. Lambo. Yeah, like, you shouldn't you be know crying you from that passion for. when you go pick up milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a passion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that said, the the the, the Urus is probably going to sell bucket loads because not everybody wants that. Maybe people like to just have like a sporty utility vehicle that they can pick up the kids from soccer in. Yeah, and because they saw it on Instagram. And they saw it on Instagram and because Sally got a Land Rover and <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm right. not going to be outdone. Keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing in Australia as big as it is here? Keeping, keeping up, up with, with the Joneses. Joneses. That term of you just, know that whole... I think that's life in general, isn't is it? it? I mean, I think we, there's, there's, there's elements of that anywhere you go. I mean, you sort of... Well, then you all grow out of it at some point, right? You would probably do. There's a point where you stop caring as much. But, you know, when you, the neighbour puts a second level on the house, there's that little pang mm-hmm. of like, huh, okay, I see. All right, we don't have the biggest house on the block anymore. <laughs> we just, you know, it's a, it's a hierarchy thing that we're this game that we all play. And, you know, hopefully I don't buy into it too much. But no, it's so <laughs> funny. I'm one of those people that as I get older, I'm like, ah, good for him. Good for him. He's got a second it's floor true. in his house. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the old days, I would have for sure done exactly like, you. Oh, well, how do we do a roof deck or something yeah. up there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah? Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna build a turret. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Widow's walk. That's great. Uh, um. Well, what are your plans? Like, what are your you're moving? And it seems like we caught you at a place where you're in between shows, but you're mm-hmm. moving. What does your wife do? Can we talk about her? Uh, my girlfriend. She's uh, oh, girlfriend. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, we're not. We haven't. Yes. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks. Sorry for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. She's she's into the fitness. She's a she's a health and mind and body coach. So into the she fitness. does she does she has a workout book that she's released and she's. I think that's wonderful. I'm thinking of a health mind and body coach who mm, I'm thinking. If I were a health, mind, and body coach, I wouldn't want to be associated solely with fitness. But is she that type? It's through fitness? It's mostly through fitness. The thing is, she's actually, uh, as she's evolving in her career, and I'm really proud of her, she's started off, it, the focus was fitness. Now it's it's definitely uh, going, because fitness now encapsulates so many different things. So um. you... To be a healthy because the person, lifestyles are changing. Lifestyles are changing. So, so having a complete wellness program. So that's as far as your diet is concerned. And are there stresses in your life that are potentially, if it's weight, that is your issue. Then maybe there's some stresses in your work life or in your yeah. relationships mm. that are causing that as well. So there's always something behind the scenes. I'm yeah. glad just looking into so it. So it's approaching, um, you know, weight loss or fitness or just healthy living from from multiple angles to give you a complete wow. sort of wellness. And she's, not just go to the gym. Not just go to the we gym. Into that shit for years. Part of it. But like if you only focus on that stuff, you're missing so much other stuff that's influencing whatever your issue is. Absolutely. So it's like coming at it from a completely holistic sort of standpoint cool. of looking at those sorts of things. And so I listen to her and I'm I'm, uh, and I'm very, very proud. She's she's doing some really cool What's stuff. What's her name? So Dempsey. Dempsey what, Marks. Does she have an Instagram or is there oh, yeah, something? Oh, yeah, Let's Marks. plug her stuff because that sounds Marks. wonderful. Yeah, she's got a – she's all about the, the healthy living and positive attitude. And Can't uh, wait to meet Dempsey I was just about sweetheart. to say, I can't wait to be neighbors. She's a sweetheart. Yes, we're going to be – we just we just, we just just went into escrow on a house. It was a long, arduous, difficult process. Los Angeles is not the town to buy a house it's, it's so difficult difficult and we you know we weren't gonna we, we'd actually stop looking that's why <gasps> i bought the motorcycle i'd given up 
Seriously? I'd given up. Oh, yep. it was, was plan like, B. That's it. We're, we're going to continue renting. This is, this is we were, wow. were renting and it's it's been great. We've got good rent. And I was like, you know what? We're giving up on the house hunting, huh. buying a motorcycle. But it was the motorcycle that led us led me to the house. Oh. It was a random, weird, strange turn of events. And well, so, uh, yeah. it sounds like Ann Anstead. All right, let's yeah. hear it. What's that? Uh, the story. He, yeah. he's. Do you know who Ann Anstead is? No. He's another host as well. He's okay. been here as well, and he's a big believer in vision boards and things happening and following energies and things like that. And it seems like <laughs> this is what happened to you. It you bought them, you made house. a choice. You bought them. Yeah, right. Yeah. You made a decision. You, you, you decided to go against what you were going to do. And the thing that you decided against with brought you to the first decision. Totally, yeah. I mean, well, basically, I'd gone to the Crest for a day on my first first trip to the Crest on my motorcycle, and I got a text from a friend saying, can you come over to my housewarming in Sherman Oaks? Normally, I'd go, Sherman <laughs> Oaks, you're dreaming. Oh, sorry, busy. Yeah, um, that's, but, a, that's a full day. Yeah, I was like, I'm on the bike. I'm feeling good. I'm like, I'm nimble. I can get you can, there You can traffic get there. no time. You know what? I'll do him a solo. Did you can, can you back house. home over? Yeah, you I'll, betcha. Just, I'll swing by. So, all right, burn over there on the motorcycle, and I get there, and him and his neighbours just sitting there singing the praises of the neighbourhood. Oh, how wonderful is this town, Sherman Oaks? And so it got me thinking, and I was like, oh, interesting. We'd never really looked in Sherman Oaks. And so I got home, and I said to my girlfriend, you know, maybe we expand out a little bit and we look in Sherman Oaks. She's like, all right, cool, yeah, if you think so. The following day, we went for a little drive around Sherman Oaks. There was an open house we just thought we'd poke our head into, and we went, that's the one. And we're in well, That's incredible. That's, That's almost exactly the same story. Yeah. All right, just real quick. Yeah, you don't no, know please. who this guy is, know. but he, uh, have you ever seen the show Wheeler Dealers? I've heard of it. Okay, yeah. he's co-hosted that. Mike Brewer and Ann Anstead. Used to be Ed China, now it's Ann Anstead. Mm -hmm. He uh, has a vision board with his wife. His wife is a host as well of uh, Flipper Flop on uh, HGTV. Yeah. Christina Anstead, I guess. Uh, they have a vision board and they wanted to. They wanted a beach house, whatever. They, he wanted a Porsche 356 too, <laughs> whatever. All that stuff's up on the, yeah. on the vision board. Um Somehow they were driving around Orange County one day and whatever, they pulled over. They, he told the story on the show here and the quick version is whatever. They pulled over for whatever reason uh, and they looked up at the house they had parked in front of and it was the house from the vision board. That's for sale. For sale. I don't want to be all woo-woo, but I for think sale. that that's... Yo, man, we're all in it. They, they ended up getting their house they from got it. the actual house from the vision board that was simply in a magazine. Hang on. So... Oh, so you're not saying it resembled the Correct. house. It was the actual Correct. picture. Correct. The actual house from the picture. They had to go to, through. The, he looked at it. They were like, no way. Looking through the phone to find the picture of the vision board. Zoom in. That's the actual house. And they didn't pull over to go to the open house or yeah. whatever was going on. It just happened to be for sale because they stopped in front of it. Same yeah. kind of thing. That's kind But of it's the exact same story. Spooky, that. It's yeah. That's like. Next level, but I do think I again I don't want to be all like heebie jeebie, jump in, be a little bit. I I think there's stuff there's yes. stuff going on that we don't energetically, energetically that so. we don't necessarily understand, and you know things like vision boards and making lists and having plans I think can uh, focus can really help you. I think whether or not it's easily explained like a a subconscious by by writing it down you subconsciously make decisions that lead you towards it, or what i don't know uh i love that you're saying this because i'm going to transition to what we started this conversation with and then wrap it up pretty soon if Absolutely. that's all right with you um the porsche guy the porsche stuff the people who are just porsche 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 yeah and me admitting that i sort of ended up being that way it's specifically what i noticed 911 drivers mm. more specifically yeah. than just porsche drivers yep. um totally. porsche people okay they're in love with the mark and the crest and whatever yep. it means to them and everything 911 drivers it's something about how the car's 
get around. They don't, they're physically different than other cars. The weight's in a different place. It's in the mm-hmm. wrong place. They, yeah. they started this thing wrong and they've stuck with it for so long and evolving it. it, evolving it, yeah. evolving it. Um, for me, I used to love driving and I used to love car physics and I used to love all the things until I got into a 911. We had the M4 at the time. We had the M4, we had just bought a 66 912. We had your SUV, wow. had tons yeah. of stuff at the same time. And we got in this 911 and it was the only car I had any interest in driving. Interesting. We Stop got, driving. We got rid of everything else. else. That was it. It's currently our only car. I love that. Um, why, though, is the whole physics of it does things differently. You have to, in order to control the weight in the back, you have to have foresight, forethought. You have to be way further ahead than even you were with just regular driving, right. you know, looking two turns ahead or whatever. Um, you're always planning on what to do with that. Well, that's what I've always and thought about, though. So I'm like, it's so, right, so, like, it's wrong, so it's wrong. So it's wrong. So it's like, oh, until you figure out how to use it to your advantage. Wow. And then it's... Now you can get know. around turns faster than anybody. Faster than anybody, including you on your R1. I, uh, I was coming back from the crest the other day, and I actually, for the first time... No. There was a couple of guys in Porsches. Granted, yeah. I was having fun sort of playing with them, but they were doing some spirited driving. For the first time ever, I pulled to the side and let them through wow. and just watched what they were doing and they were flying I mean not breaking the speed limit necessarily but around those tight tight twisties yes I was you know I was having a challenge keeping up they were doing some really good stuff it's a different skill set it's different so it's one of those things it helped me with my long game and I mean that in life yep. like it helped me with my oh setting a goal much further out than where I thought I needed to set my goals it helped yeah. me essentially eyes up yeah. For everything, and uh, and it became sort of almost a, 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 a euphemism for how we live our life. It's like Porsche life. That's where yeah. that name came from. Eyes up. It's wild. Yeah, it's wild. I love um, that. You're amazing, and I want to I want to stay friends with you. I hope We're that we see you at Newcombs. Yes. I, I dig your energy. I really dig. I think professionally, we can certainly do things together. Yep. Um, I'm, I, and I also know that I don't meet people the way we met people for no reason. I mean, the way I met you for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Not to be all woo-woo again, but no, no, you, I, you do, people, things happen, and you, you cross paths. It's all and it's energy, lovely, man. So. That all happened the way it happened for a reason. It was yeah. a great story. And when I think back of it, I'm so fond. It was such so many great visuals in that story of being in with you guys. I'm like, oh, they got... <laughs> Problem solved. Never mind. <laughs> uh, you're awesome. You guys awesome. are great. Thank you so much for Let's being here. You're has on been social so much media. Yep. How, do, how do people get a hold of you? How do people stay in contact with you? Yep. How do it's people just follow at, your career? At Jonathan Buckley. Um, that's the that's the Instagram. I'm I'm not very active. I'm not, I'm not very good at the social media. I try. <laughs> I do about three posts a year. Three posts um, a year. Maybe four if it's a good year. <laughs> so not that much on the social media. No, my girlfriend's webs? fantastic. Yep. Dempsey. Uh, Dempsey. She's she posting regularly. You'll see more about me on hers than, awesome. than you will on mine. So. <laughs> well, what's hers then, Dempsey? It's at Dempsey Marks. There we go. Fantastic. <laughs> Love it. Love that. Right, so there's that, uh, Mrs. Ryan. Yes, sir. We've done our thank yous. What do we have? Social media, Instagram story. We've done all that. Jonathan Buckley, Bucko. Yeah. How did that start, Bucko? Last name's Buckley. Living in Australia. That just you happened. have to have. You have to have. All my buddies are Tank, Foxy, Rage, Ass. <laughs> They're all like. It's the only way to remember names, really. If you've got a really normal name, it's difficult. Too you're you're probably too young. But were you? A, uh, were you? An, a, how old were you when that Crocodile Dundee movie came out? Oh, I was young, but really it was, young, I was right? a lot. I was, I was, yeah, I was around. But I mean, well, yeah, I mean was a that a film. fair representation of any area or any 
Crocodile Porsche, Dundee? Any Porsche. Well, it's such a caricature in our minds. It's a caricature, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I don't want to do but it. But there probably are people like that. He's based on oh, somebody, right? Absolutely. No, there is a. Uh, Australians are very much larrikin culture. I mean, we always, uh, we always sort of have been that real larrikin. And I mean, you can look at um, Paul. Uh, Paul Hogan. Hogan, sorry. And you watch his Oscar speeches from back then and he was being a larrikin all the way through so that was a lot of his own personality I loved well. him though he's an incredible I, I, lo- I, I should say I love yeah. him and yep. yeah, I think he got married to the girl in real life too yeah, yeah. I think so too um, I hate to we, we, we're, we're, the show's over but I'm just talking <laughs> um, uh, his ability to uh, connect with animals and all of that stuff to me yeah. is something that I've always had yeah. and it's very odd and weird so I've always been like oh okay whatever I, I remember that I love that movie for all of that stuff that's great. all the fish out of water city mouse country mouse stuff in New York okay good I get it it's kitschy and everything but all the actual stuff seeing the topography of Australia and everything and going to the it's actual, a, all of that it's beautiful a scenery place. I tell you like it, going back to it now having left I go back with fresh eyes and every time I go back particularly where I'm from Tasmania I just where is that geographically on so the- where the island on the on the very bottom uh, southeast corner, so okay. little the little we're island. We're still kind of cut off from like main Australia. We're off, yeah. We're a forty-five minute flight from the what we call the mainland. Oh, it is off. It is. Yeah, it's oh, off. I didn't it's, realize it's that. really far south. But I mean, I go there now and I walk. I, I drive around with my jaw. It's got some of the best driving roads in the world. Tasmania hands down. You can look at Targa Tasmania, Ooh. which is a well, race they did a top gear uh, there, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, they Those roads are absolutely some of the best if you ever find yourself in that region for some reason and you like driving, get a car, get a motorcycle, hit the road. You will have an incredible time. We should watch that top I can't remember which one it was, but there was a Tasmanian special That'd be for great. sure. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I love those All specials. Right. Gosh, that's so cool. Uh, tomorrow, Mrs. Ryan, we're not here. That's it. It was one show this week. Oh, my gosh. We're so short-timers. It's amazing. Um, Breakfast Club tomorrow. It's a week. It's a week later. Friday again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See you up at Newcomb's so, Ranch. Oh, you're heading up tomorrow? Sweet. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every Friday. Every Friday. Uh, so that's where we'll be. And then Saturday, we've got Lag Lazy Auto Kennel Gathering down at Auto Kennel. Hi, it's, uh, 9 to 11 on Saturday. And then Sunday, we'll be over at Malibu and Muffins. So come on out. Good stuff. I know it's been a few weeks for you. I'm going to go see Susie Hi, in Malibu Susie. Kitchen. All right, Mrs. Ryan, I love you so very much. You, Bucko, we love you so Thank very you. much, brother. Thank Thanks you for so being much, here. Yeah. We love everybody at home. Please love one another, and we will see you next week. Fun, right? So fun. Like, you sound such an incredible job. It's the best studio. It's so good. This is, uh, yeah, I mean, this was my background. I knew how to do this stuff.